Hello and welcome to the Celine Dion podcast for July 2015. The first part of our show this month pays tribute and remembers James Horner, who sadly died on Monday the 22nd of June 2015. charming and talented. And you have to make an audience connect to it on a human level. She did the whole song in two takes, literally perfect performance. And those two takes are what is in the motion picture today. James Horner had told us that he was convinced it would be a big hit. approached Celine, who I'd known already, and she was dying to try it. I had to audition the song to her, playing it in my feeble voice, singing it to her, but she got the idea and she wanted to do it. recognized Celine's voice right away and recognized our themes that I used in the song and it was like a revelation he said this is great is this Celine are these our themes I mean can we use this and I said yes I knew that when I wrote it and the score, it pushed my buttons emotionally, but I never know what it's going to do for anybody else. I just hope it has roughly the same effect, and um, I guess the song did. James Horner wrote the song. It's called My Heart Will Go On, and it's a beautiful, beautiful song that goes very, very well with the movie. First of all, Renee and Celine for a marvelous, brilliant job. Thank you so much. James Wonder is such a great guy. So nice and charming and talented. Sun, cut in their lives, their 
still have to touch people's hearts. Remembering James Horner who tragically died on Monday the 22nd of June 2015. He was 61 years old. To have a career like she has, you need to have the talent which is square one. It takes the drive, the ambition, it takes René Angelil. all her engagements and came with me every day and was there by my side and still is and uh, she's great and she's so strong and uh, she has so much character because when you're sick like that some days you have good days and bad days and when you have the bad days it's it's not funny and that's when you need uh, someone strong like that and uh, Celine was there for me she supported me like you wouldn't believe. I just trusted him. I wanted to be with him. I felt good and secured with him. I loved him. I was probably in love with him the first day I met him without knowing, really. It was suddenly a different kiss goodnight. It was different. He kissed me goodnight on the lips and he changed my life. I was asking myself, what am I doing? But uh, love, uh, you read that in books, you see that in movies, you know, that love is bigger than everything. Love is bigger than everything. Love is bigger than everything. We're living. So live. Let's go. Hello, bonjour, and a very warm welcome to the Celine Dion podcast. This is the show for July 2015. I'm your host, my name is Sean. Well, we started this month's show then with a tribute to James Horner. Of course, this tragic news that James died in a plane crash on Monday the 22nd of June. Our thoughts and prayers go out to his family. He is survived by his wife, Sarah, and his two daughters. 
Coming up on the show this month then, we've got some brand new interview clips to play for you, also a brand new live performance, plus all the old archive interviews and performances we know you love as well, it's all in there. As always, we love hearing from you, so do get in touch with the show, you can do that in so many ways now. You can email the show, Podcast at gmail.com, contact us via Facebook, just search for Podcast. Of course, we're now on Twitter, at Podcast. And don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash the Celine Dion podcast channel. Coming up on the show this month then, we will tell you news about how you can get involved with Celine's return to a show in Las Vegas on the 27th of August. Plus, we've got the big announcement of who has won our competition from last month's show. Find out if you're the winner of the Taking Chances World Tour book. But let's start with the big news of the past month, shall we? This is from when Celine went to Las Vegas on Saturday the 13th of June to keep her promise to perform at the Power of Love Gala held in aid of the Keep Memory Alive organisation. This is a superb live performance. This is The Prayer, live with Andrea Bocelli. And watch us where we go And help us to be wise In times when we don't know Let this be Space and wind. 
I'm sure you will agree, a stunning live performance of the prayer there from the Keep Memory Alive organization's Power of Love Gala held on the 13th of June in Las Vegas. Uh, br when you think that Celine hasn't sung live anywhere in public for a year, um, that's, that just makes that performance all the more special in my opinion. Absolutely superb. By the way, if you do want to find out more about Keep Memory Alive, you can visit their website at keepmemoryalive.org. Uh, lots of information there on what they do to support patients and families who go through the challenges of brain disorders. Uh, Celine kept her promise then to fly in and perform, even though, of course, as we all know, she's going through her own personal struggles at the moment with Renee. Uh, she told the Las Vegas Sun she attended the gala to fulfill a promise and because Renee wanted her to be there. Uh, even though he's going through a tough time, uh, it's important that um, she keeps on performing. Um, you know, and Renee, um, in fact, I'm going to read this quote to you. This is directly from the Las Vegas Sun and directly what Celine told uh, the journalist. Uh, she said, he wants me to be here. He wants me to be strong. He wants me to be back. He wants to see me again. Before he goes, he wants me to make sure that. And then after that, she said, he's fighting, he's fighting, he's working really hard. So, um, obviously, as we always say here in the Celine Dion podcast, positive thoughts and prayers to Celine, Renee, and all of the family. Uh, we know they're going through a tough time just now, but Renee is getting the best care in the world. And of course, we all hope that he makes a full recovery. Celine went on to say, we're not sleeping, we're working on the health, we see doctors, we have treatments, it's hard, the reality is hard, but we have the ticket to live today. We're not dead, we're living, today we're alive and we're going for it. And we're right behind you, as are all fans around the world, we hope that Celine and Renee have many, many more happy years together. Right, I won't keep you waiting any longer. I know there's lots of you out there that are looking for the winner to last month's competition. So let's make that announcement. Delighted to share with you that over 450 entries were received for the competition. And I want to thank each and every one of you for taking the time to enter. But of course, there can only be one winner. Let's find out first of all though what the answer to the question was, shall we? Of course, the, the competition question was, what was the very first song we played on the Celine Dion podcast? And uh, if you wanted to enter, you had to email in. And I like to say over 450 of you did. Let's go back then to episode one and find out what was the first song. Let's go back to the very start, shall we, for the first song in the podcast, Cine Take on Rev, live in Quebec. That's right, the very first song we played on the Celine Dion podcast was Cine Take on Rev, live in Quebec from Celine's Unsil Foire release. Most of you getting that right, so congratulations to everyone. But like I say, there can only be one winner, so I put all the correct entries in a hat. I picked one out at random, and I'm delighted to say it's a huge congratulations to Elizabeth Pial Obert. I hope I pronounced that right, Elizabeth. Elizabeth Pilayo Albert, you are the winner of the Taking Chances World Tour book. Please do send us another email with your shipping details and we will make sure it's posted to you as soon as possible. Don't worry if you didn't win this month. We've got lots more competitions lined up over the next few months here on the Celine Dion podcast, so do stay tuned. Let's play some music for you now, though, shall we? This is a brilliant song from Celine's French album, Dells. This is On Cetimea Cause, which means in English, we love each other because. Here we go. On Cetimea Cause, a cause de l'été, qui peignait tout en rose, l'amour et la cité. A cause des grands rêves que nous avions bâtis autour d'Adam et d'Eve et de leur paradis. A cause de l'ambiance, du lieu et du moment et des lambeaux d'enfance collés à nos vingt ans, on s'est aimé à cause. Cause, cause, cause Et maintenant vois-tu On ne peut ignorer Qu'il nous faut voir 
malgré la pluie tombant sur nos étés, malgré le ciel de suie, les jours sans clarté, malgré tous les grands rêves. I've been having Renee, which is the key of my stability and, and, and my health. Because um, I met him, I was 12 years old, and I owe it to him because honestly, from my family to uh, Renee, I found the balance and it's saving me tremendously. A brilliant interview clip there of Celine talking on Access Hollywood way back in 2003 as she discusses just how important Renee is and has been to her and her career. And before that you heard a song on Setemi A Cause from Celine's 2007 French album Dells, an absolute gem of an album by the way so if you haven't got that be sure to check it out and Celine herself has said how much she regrets not having an opportunity to perform more songs from that album as of course at the time she was doing her original Las Vegas show A New Day. Other little bits of news this month then, uh, in a poll conducted in the French press, Celine was picked as the second most popular uh, female contemporary singer of all time. She was only passed by Edith Piaf and uh, Edith got 26% of the vote, Celine came second with 22% of the vote and in third place Mylene Farmer. Um, so a great uh, honour for Celine and um, Charts in France.net uh, wrote an article on this saying even though Celine uh, doesn't visit France that often anymore, the popularity of her last two albums um, has proved just how popular she remains and of course the speed at which her concert tickets in November 2013 were sold as well. So Celine, the second most popular singer in France, female singer I should point out also. On last month's show, we pointed out an article on Billboard about the 2014 uh, Rich List and where Celine placed on that. Another list has come out this month, this time from richlist.com. And according to them, Celine is the third most rich, uh, the third richest singer even, uh, mixing up my words, the third richest singer in the world. She's valued approximately at $662 million. Who knows what the exact figure is? Who really cares? All we know is Celine is very rich indeed and she deserves every dollar. Don't we agree? I think we all do on that one. 
On the 26th of June, uh, Celine released news that fans have got the opportunity to be involved in the show when Celine returns to Las Vegas. This, uh, there's a video of this up on our Facebook page, so please be sure to check it out. But coming up for you is the audio clip of Celine explaining what the idea is and how you can get involved. Here we go. Hi everyone, I'm here in Las Vegas rehearsing for my new series of shows at the Coliseum starting on August 27th. I can't be more excited than that. So, you all have been so supportive, especially in the past year. So I thought it would be kind of cool if in some way we could be all part of the show. I'd like to invite you to produce a short clip of yourself singing or lip syncing over the audio track of I Drove All Night. Your video might be selected to appear in a special montage for the opening segment of the show, so we can all be on stage together. Hey, why not? For more information on how to proceed, click on the link below. I can't wait to see you and your wonderful performance. It means a lot to me. Thanks so much. Love you guys. Bye for now. What a great idea by Celine and the team behind the show in Las Vegas uh, are inviting fans to get involved in the opening part of the show. The idea is you record a video clip of yourself singing along to I Drove All Night in front of a famous landmark in your hometown. Uh, all of the details about this and how you can get involved are on the website celine dash be a part of the show.com that's celine-bepartoftheshow.com if you go to that website all of the information you need on what to do is there and the deadline guys for submission to put your videos in is the 25th of July so if you are interested in doing this uh, make sure your video reaches the team by the 25th of July great news and such a refreshing idea by the team Right, out of nowhere this past month, um, uh, some interview clips and uh, videos have appeared online of a young guy from America called Ethan Bortnick, um, who has talked about meeting Celine. And then a couple of days after that, some interview clips of him interviewing Celine came online as well. This was uh, aired in three parts on his YouTube channel. We've got all three parts for you coming up on the show this month. Not quite sure when this was. Uh, recorded. Uh, it doesn't seem to be very recent, uh, but the interviews are new to all of us as they only appeared online this month. First of all, we'll hear Ethan talk about the very first time he met Celine, and then we'll play part one of the interview for you. Here we go. Uh, yeah, she's really nice. <laughs> the first time I met her was at... Uh, I forgot, but, um, but uh, she was performing uh, when I was like six years old. And uh, she was walking backstage, and she said, Oh, Ethan, how are you? And I had no idea who that lady was. So, so she's like, Okay, I'm going to get dressed, and we can talk later, right? So she leaves, and all, everyone's just standing on the wall, like, kind of like not moving. So she walks, and, and I asked to everyone, Who is that lady? Because I had no idea, because my parents didn't tell me who they were, who she was, or anything. So I had no idea. And also because she had some kind of weird mask on her face for vocal breathing or something. Yeah, that was the first time I met her. Ethan talking there of the first time he met Celine, and years later he would have the chance to interview her. Uh, like I say, this is in three parts. Here is part one for you right now with parts two and three to come later in the show. And when you just started singing, mm -hmm. Were there any obstacles that you had to face but overcame them, you know? Well, first of all, I have to, to admit to you that it's nice seeing you again, first of all. I'm amazed how well you, how wonderful you articulate and how wonderful you are to ask questions. You're better than most of interviewer, actually. Um, and I'm amazed that you're already writing songs. And it's true that life imposes things to us to give us um, a chance to overcome. And I think when you, when you face an obstacle, to use your word, it gives you a chance of growing. Obstacles in life is something, is an opportunity of growth. And going back to my childhood, I have to admit that I've been extremely lucky through my whole life. Um, but I remember it was something, something that was hurting me a lot when I was, um, uh, before starting my career. I was having a lot of difficulties with my teeth. Uh, I was not lucky to have good teeth, and we didn't have the money to fix the teeth. 
And when I started my career, I had to be on television and I had to take pictures and everybody said to me, smile. And my teeth were all crooked and I really had a hard time even in school. And it was, it was difficult. It was hard. And when I started to go out there and had, have an opportunity to be on television, I was trying to sing with my mouth closed as much as I could. And when we started to have money, I went ahead and fixed my teeth as much as I could. But it was emotionally difficult, especially with other kids. You know, kids make fun with other kids. Yeah. It, it's hard. It's hard. Definitely. But yeah. anything is possible. It, you know? And it is extremely possible to, to find the inner strength and to be well surrounded with your family and friends and overcome these things. Definitely. And we both did, I think, right? That's, that's really amazing. Naked, part of the One Heart album released back in 2003. We play that this month for James, who got in touch with the show to request it. Always remember, we'll play your song. All you have to do is get in touch with us. You can email us, message us on Facebook, or drop us a tweet, and we'll play your request on next month's show. I meant to tell you, very exciting news this month as well. I have booked my ticket for opening night 
in Las Vegas. That's right, the Celine Dion podcast will be there on opening night on the 27th of August. We plan to be in Las Vegas from the 26th to the 31st of August. So if you'd like all the latest gossip, we'll be visiting the Celine Dion store. We'll be tweeting live from the show. We'll have video clips, we'll have sound clips, it's all going to be happening uh, when the Celine Dion podcast goes to opening night when Celine returns to her show at the Coliseum on the 27th of August. Stay up to date by following us on all of our social media platforms. Like I say, we're on Facebook, just search for Celine Dion podcast. And of course we're on Twitter, at Celine Podcast. Those will be um, the, the ways you can keep up to date when we are in Las Vegas for Celine to return to her show on the 27th of August. Of course, our September episode will include lots of uh, news about what the show's like, any changes that have happened. We hope to catch up with lots of fans and get interviews and live reaction. All of that to come, uh, of course, when Celine returns on the 27th of August. So that's exciting stuff. We hope to catch this show more than once, but at the moment, we've only got our ticket for the 27th, but we hope to go again, uh, probably on the Sunday the 30th but that's to be confirmed uh, anyway shall we get back to Ethan Bortnick and his interviews with Celine I think we should here is part two of three coming up for you right now it's really amazing how music can affect people's lives and um, do you have any experiences that are really special to you mm-hmm. that when you see people just smiling and yeah. how they're affected by the yeah. power of your music. Well, I believe in power, and I believe in music, and I believe in love. Um, these are three of my essential things that I practice in my life on a daily basis. And it's true when I, and that's the reason why I keep doing it, because I, I don't have to do what I do. Um, I do it because I still feel the passion of doing it. It still moves me to go out there and see the smiles, like you say, to see people sing with me, cry with me. I make them laugh, I make them cry. And I'm like, well, I guess it's worth it for me to keep doing what I'm doing. And my career and my songs have brought me to a very special place which I have helped people to, for example, on a happy note, they getting married with my songs. So that makes me very happy. On a sad, more sad note, but it's part of life, when they lose people, they come to me sometimes when I meet them and they say, you know, I lost um, a sibling and I used one of your songs and it helped us very much to go through our pain. And it makes a difference for me. Um, when people are expecting a child and they listen to the Miracle album and to the children album and they listen to that song that they think their kids are going to be singing or play piano or whatever, I don't know. but. It is very special to, music is very therapeutic. And when I meet people before the show and they hold my hand and say, thank you so much for the music that that you do. Well, when I'm about to do a show in 10 minutes, they change that and it's it's the reason why I, I do the shows every night. Ethan continues his interview with Celine in part three coming up later in the show. Now, let's get down memory lane. Let's revisit the 19th of July, 1996. Can you believe it's been 19 years since Celine performed at the opening ceremony of the 1996 Olympic Games in Atlanta? Unbelievable, isn't it? Uh, Coming up, we've got an interview with Celine taken right after her performance on the night of the opening ceremony. Then we've got a live performance of that brilliant song, the power of the dream uh, the live performance here is taken from Celine's Falling Into You Around the World tour this performance comes from October the 30th 1996 when Celine was performing in Milan in Italy so a brilliant uh, trip down memory lane coming right up an interview with Celine from opening ceremony and then a live performance come on in congratulations outstanding performance thank you so much hello how are you listen um, you know I guess you've never played to an audience that big and absolutely not what was it like tell us what it felt like it was definitely the peak of my career, the biggest moment of my singing career. It's been, it's been such an honor. It's very difficult to express the feeling because I'm still, it's still, there's so much magic in the air right now. And it's like the whole world's been together, no barriers, no frontiers. It's, I don't know, it's just, 
It's the biggest moment of my career, definitely. I was so honored to be here tonight. Did David Foster say anything to you before you started? Did he say anything to calm you down, relax you? I noticed in the rehearsal oh. he put his arm around you after. You know, we said to each other a lot of things before this, before the performance. First of all, five months ago when I've been asked to do this song, I sat down and my, my manager said to me, and it was my husband also, he said, wait, I got to tell you something, you're going to sing at the Olympics. And I cannot believe, he said, four billion people will be watching. David wrote a song with Linda Thompson, Babyface, wait to hear that song. I went to LA, played a song to me. I couldn't believe, it's such a great song. We rehearsed many hours together. And I didn't, to be honest with you, I didn't really want to think about this moment too, 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 too much. Because you get so nervous, you get so frightened, that it, you, you're just too afraid. And I wanted to keep everything for today. And, and I'm telling you, it's unbelievable. It was a great song, but an outstanding performance. I heard you the other day on American television talking about trying to identify with what the athletes have had to go through, trying to reach their peak in these couple of days. Well, because all my life I've been saying I think I'm like an athlete because I train my muscle, my voice every day. And I'm telling you something. I thought I was an athlete, but I'm not. I am not. I am a singer. I do my best. I train my voice every day. But I got close from these athletes because I met all the Canadian athletes yesterday. And, and the difference, you know what it is, the difference? I'm a singer, and show business is wonderful. But when I have to do a second show, it's okay. Get better. Do a second take in studio. The athletes, they don't have a second chance. That's the difference. Congratulations. You did all Canadian proud.
I know you've done a lot of charity work and mm -hmm. helped a mm -hmm. lot of people with your music. Mm -hmm. And how do you think everybody in the world can really contribute and help mm -hmm. to just make this world a better place? Yeah. It is it is difficult and it is frustrating because we, uh, when I say we, a lot of people, all of us, and a lot of artists and, and, and known and unknown people give a lot of money. And it, it helps, definitely, because then we would not do telethon and raising money year after year. But it is a little bit frustrating because we do raise a lot of money and we want to have a change the next day. Uh, some money go to charities for, for, for research and then we want to cure all the disease. And you're like, how much money do we need to cure that disease? And how much money do we need to cure this thing? And how much money do we need to cure hunger? And how come there's still kids today in our wonderful world People who don't eat, people who don't have shelter, people who don't have, it's, there's no end. Right, it's to just the, so overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Right. It's difficult. We, unfortunately, I don't think one individual can save the world, but I think you and me and all of us together, we can. Um, we have to be generous at heart. It's not necessarily about money. I think people in their own community, for example, um, because we don't have to travel very, very far to understand and feel and see that there's people in need. Mm -hmm. But if every, every person in every family would, would look, not only, not only look, but see, see within themselves, who needs help and take one person or one family and help them, if everybody would take one family, well, I think we would do very well. But we need to be considerate. Definitely. I think it's, it's a word that I use with my children. It's a word that I use um, a lot in my life. Um, you, a, lot, a lot of things are important in life, to be kind and generous, but considerate, I think, is a very important word. Considerate. Yeah. Definitely. And that completes Ethan's three-part interview with Selene. Some brilliant uh, stuff in there from Selene. A really good interview, I have to say. Really enjoyed that. I hope you did too. Um, now, online this month through various Selene fan sites and a Facebook sites, there is a, a currently a fundraising initiative going on. Uh, some fan sites want to get together and uh, place an advert, a full-page advert, in the Journal de Montreal thanking Renee. They want to place a full-page advert to say the following. Uh, we just want to write a full page to say thank you, Renee, because we love him, because we admire him, because he is part of the family. Now, if you'd like to take part in this, uh, all you have to do is go to the website gofundme.com slash thank you, Renee, and you'll find all the details there. Uh, at the time of recording, they had raised 910 euros for a, from a 5,000 euro target. So if you'd like to take part to, to say thank you to Renee and to show him we're all supporting him at the moment, go visit that website and you can take part. GoFundMe.com slash thank you, Renee. Now, of course, as we know, Celine and Renee are currently based in Boston at the moment as Renee continues to uh, get treatment for what he is going through at the moment. And once again, I'm sure you'll join me in wishing uh, him a very speedy recovery. We really do hope he pulls through. Right, moving on. We always like to uh, feature unknown songs on the Celine podcast, maybe rare performances you've never heard before. Here's one for you. Uh, back in 1993, I had to remember there, back in 1993, Celine's French song Ziggy was released in France and it got to number two in the charts there. Uh, it sold 365,000 copies and it was in the top 10 for 18 weeks. But... Did you know she also recorded an English version of that song? Did you know that? Well, if not, here is coming up for you right now with the English version of Ziggy. So high. 
version of Celine's French song Ziggy. Next up we go all the way back to 1983 to visit a song that Celine recorded called A Catrapadi Sea. Now some of you might know this song in English as the land of make-believe. Now the interesting fact about this song is in 1982 when The Land of Make Believe was written. Uh, obviously, Celine uh, translated it into French for this song you're about to hear. But do you know that the same guys that wrote the English version of The Land of Make Believe also wrote Celine's hit song Think Twice and also Call the Man? That's right, Andy Hill and Peter Sinfield wrote A Catrapadi Sea, or the English version of it, along with Call the Man and Think Twice. Did you know that? It's always good if you discover new things on the Celine Dion podcast. Be sure to let us know about it. But anyway, here is A Catrapadi Sea from way back in 1983. <laughs> Oh, 
Back in 1983, that is a Catra Paddy C. Well, then, that just about wraps it up for another episode of the world's only Celine Dion podcast show. Uh, I really do hope, as always, that you have enjoyed it. Uh, we'll be back next month, of course, in August with a brilliant preview show of Celine's return to her show in Las Vegas. Uh, if you're going to the show, we'd love to hear from you. Let us know what your plans are. What do you expect to see when Celine returns to the show? What changes are are you hoping for? If you'd like to come on to the show and discuss it, please get in touch. You can email us, CelineDionPodcast at gmail.com, message us via our Facebook page, just search for Celine Dion Podcast, or of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Celine Podcast. Be sure to check out the YouTube channel as well, youtube.com slash the Celine Dion Podcast channel, where we've got lots of videos and audio up there for you. Just this month, we've uploaded some audio from Celine's concert in London on the 8th of May 2008, when she performed as part of her Taking Chances World Tour. So like I say, we'll be back next month. Keep an eye on the Facebook page and Twitter for when next month's show will be released. But we will finish this month's show with how we started it. We'll pay tribute to uh, a man who has been a huge part of Celine's career. It is, of course, James Horner. In this closing segment of the show, we'll hear from Titanic director James Cameron on how the music of the film and, of course, the song came about. And we'll hear from James Horner himself on um, his experiences of recording My Heart Will Go On with Celine. And of course, we will end the show with, the, for the first time on the Celine Dion podcast, the studio version of My Heart Will Go On. I really do hope you've enjoyed the show. Please do take care. And until next month, bye-bye. The song's an interesting thing. I mean, James and I were really working well together on, on this film. And I knew we had a great score. I, I knew from the first piano sketches that he played for me at his house, uh, he hadn't even seen a cut of the movie yet. And Because I, I, had, I had encouraged him, I had actually challenged him. I said, you, you, write, you write two good themes. And I don't even need to see them to picture. I just want to hear the themes. And he went off, and, and all he did was watch dailies. He just watched dailies and dailies and dailies, and he got into the head of the movie, and then he went off, and I hadn't heard from him in a, in a month or so. And in, in uh, March of 97, this was months before we, we even recorded the music, he invited me over to his house, and he sat at the piano, just, just the two of us in his studio, and he played two themes. And I, I felt like I was, I was going to cry just the beauty of the of the music and how perfectly it captured one of them was that was I think ultimately became sort of the the theme of Titanic it's uh, leaving Southampton so optimistic and then the power of the engines and all that and the other one was the was the sort of tragic romantic rose theme and then he had another theme as well uh, which ultimately became the melody for for the Celine Dion song uh, 
And between those those three, I had expected two, and he had a he had a third one. And when he was done playing those three themes, the whole thing took I don't know, 15 minutes. I said, I don't know if this is going to be a good or a bad movie, but it's going to be a great score. There were a couple of different versions of the song. There was a versions of the, the version of the song that I wanted in the movie that was Celine singing very simply against an orchestral piece that I had written, very simply orchestrated with penny whistle, with orchestra, small orchestra, and she was singing it quite simply. No big drum sections, no big schmaltz. And that's what I wanted in the film. Once it was in the film, and her people sort of embraced it, and it started to get airplay, and she was coming out with an album. She wanted to do a version of the song for her album that was much more produced, and I was much less involved with that. I had some say, but was pretty much overruled by the producers involved in all of that. But I did have my say in what went into the film, and to this day, she demoed the song in two takes, that whole song took her two takes to get, just nail it perfectly. That same demo is in the song in the end credits with my orchestration in the film. Where? 